Well, welcome back. And you are now joined with the, uh, my wife always likes to say, what is it? The quote from uh, the wedding one. Needless to say, the husband always talks about how he's the head. Yet my wife is the neck that turns the head. Right? Is that the the phrase? Am I right, Abigail? My big fat Greek wedding. My big fat Greek wedding. I was. I was digging deep for it, but I did a a horrible job. Needless to say, uh, we have invited our wives in. So you are joined by Abigail, my wife, uh, Lucia, which is Stephen's wife, and Jackie, which is Mike's wife. And we wanted to give you the real perspective. And so we have a series of questions that we sort of laid out for them, but we wanted to have a conversation with them about what it has been like for them to partner with us in this idea of missional living. And so as we've talked about hearing from God, how they've participated with us, as we've talked about being an everyday missionary, how they also have joined in that call with us. Um, And so today we have just a few questions that I wanted to... uh, I wanted to uh, lay out before him and I wanted just to ask you ladies, what has it been like for you to be a part of this journey with the three of us? Mm. Who would like to take it? Um, I can start that one. (laughs) I know that whenever, whenever we left the church where Mike was before and started what we're doing now, I was really reluctant Hmm. um, because it's not what I was used to. So in my mind, I just wasn't sure. And whenever Mike told me that we were going to be planting and that we were going to have, you know, 30 people at our house once a week and that we were all family with these people, and he was using this family term a ton. <laughs> and I'm like, but they're not family. I mean, they're our church family, but not family family. I was just really reluctant. How about it? Like, I really was. I. She was. <laughs> yes. And but we don't care about his perspective. No. Right? <laughs> we just want Jackie's right now. Not doing this episode. <laughs> I. But, but I, I went along with it. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah, it makes sense to me, you know? And the only reason that I was feeling the way that I was feeling was because of myself. It wasn't because I didn't think that's what I was called to do or that we were called to do. It was just more of me getting out of my own comfort zone. Hmm. Um, so there's a willingness that you needed to sort of engage with a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And just being willing to, to open that door up because entertaining was never an issue for me having people over was never an issue for me but the magnitude of people that he was talking about is what was the issue for me mm-hmm. um so but yeah so we started that and um and i would say it took me probably a good 6 months of opening our home the way that we do now before i really kind of um started loving it Because in my mind, I was still kind of, you know, not totally enjoying it. Um, But what what changed for me was I personally was going through something. And I got home one night and my house was filled with people. And I was thinking that I wanted a whole evening just to myself, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was just having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And I got home 
And I walk in my front door and our whole kitchen is being utilized by all these people. You know, they're helping themselves to everything, the fridge, cooking on my stove, doing everything. And I had this moment of, wow, like, I love this. You know, I love it because I, I was struggling, but I just felt this freedom of my home is not my home. It's not mine. You know, it's his. Mm -hmm. So, um, there you go. And it just kind of was a turning point for me. That's really a cool story. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that's one of the great things about it is hearing about that six month mark. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Because we're not promising, like, that's the thing, is to, like, to the listener, we're not saying, like, hey, this way of life mm-hmm. is going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Right. Right? And so, so it's, it's, it was, it's cool to hear about how that, like, transition and journey mm-hmm. took place. Here's your introvert, too. I know. And, introvert, I, I was going to say, she must be married to a storyteller, because yeah. she was beginning to tell a story, yeah. much like her husband, which is great, <laughs> which is great. How about you ladies? How about, how about Abigail or Lucia? I think for me, I... I have no idea where I was getting myself into, <laughs> especially when my husband told me we're going to go and plant a church in Disney. I really didn't want to come. You know, it took him a year to convince me. And this time I say, you know what? I am not going to move until God is telling me to move. Because before coming to Disney, it was, I feel like I was just like a fan of my mm-hmm. husband, like, excited for him and all of that, but I knew that God had something for me too. And so this time I was not going to just go and be his cheerleader. I wanted to hear from God. So it took me a year and I was praying and praying until <coughs> one day I, I was praying and reading my Bible and I feel that God was saying, you know, I need you to go. You have no idea how I'm going to use you in Orlando, and that changed for me. It, it, you know, the game changed because yeah. I'm like, oh, so me too. And so I had no idea what was going to be, but I was so excited because growing up in Mexico, we are so used to and having family over for dinner or celebrations and whatever. So the idea of starting a church, of be surrounded by family all the time and open our home, that was not something new. It got me excited, but I really had no idea what it was going to be. I was just so excited because God told me that he was going to use me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I feel like I didn't pay a lot of attention what it was going to be. But um, it, is, it is hard sometimes, you know, because you do. There are days when you do want to have just an easy evening with your kids and your husband and are people that want to come because they want to talk to you about something, you know, but all I remember is that we're here to serve them. Mm. It's, it's not about me anymore, you know, so in plus working at Disney 40 hours a week is hard for me too, but I have enjoyed the journey. It's, it's, it's been seven years and I can't imagine not doing this anymore. I love hearing from you specifically about your receptivity to god's call like mm-hmm. there's honesty in the in the almost stubbornness behind it like, oh yeah god you you need to make it clear like you need to draw me you need to point it out to me and mm-hmm. you talked about a year with steven and then hearing him just being like oh and here you go <laughs> <laughs> and you heard it and then to hear 
your story because, I mean, let's be honest, you're the real Disney insider, not Stephen, right? You're the one who's. <laughs> working, he knows a lot because he, he knows worked, a lot. He worked before 91. That was so. like yeah, 30 was, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about like you, you're in the game every single day. I am. Right? And so it's awesome to hear about almost the one who was more resistant. Mm-hmm. God is thrust further yeah. into the story. I never cared, like, to be honest, I never cared for Disney. You know, I love Disney. I heard about Disney in Mexico growing up. When we arrived here and we came for vacation, it was great. But to actually start a church here, or oh, even work for the mouse. Oh, that was never, <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm jumping on a chair. I don't know about you. I mean, what? I'm not doing that. <laughs> that was never, never, never in my mind. You know, so when God told me in San Antonio, you have no idea how I'm going to use you. He was not kidding. Yeah. It does, you know, mm-hmm. it's been seven years working for Disney too. So yeah, that's, that's a really cool story. There we go. How about you? And yep. be careful how you answer, because I'm right here. I'm right next. I'm just kidding. It's okay. That doesn't really scare me that you're right there. I think um, for me, like, the journey has been um, an ebb and flow, if you will. Um, it's never been something to shy away necessarily from a call to adventure for mm-hmm. us and our story, because that's been throughout the entire time. I think for me, it was just more of the point of like, God calls the ordinary to do extraordinary because that's who he is. And he called us into an ordinary place. Um, Because Summersworth is just like Disney. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. No difference. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think one thing that like, especially like why we were called there is because we are ordinary people and like, there's a promise and like the hope of making God's name great. And I think we always thought of that as expansion in numbers and the piece that we are trying to convey there is God is safe. And that's something um, that's a really hard piece to like do battle against with sometimes. Um, and just kind of changing the culture, changing different pieces there. But I think that it's been an ebb and a flow because we've seen I've seen points of like great connection or great, like, oh my word, like this is such an awesome thing that God is doing to like other parts where I'm like, is he even present here? Like, do we, does he know what we're doing and how things are like falling apart at this moment? Or, um, so I think it's been an ebb and flow nonetheless. So I want to, let's, uh, I almost said unpack. I almost said it. Say it. It is my word, but I've only said it twice today, so I'm allowing myself another time. Um, But let's unpack that a little bit. And I want to actually go into the idea of our families. Um, Because I think the ebb and flow is a a real thing. Like, we can sit here and we can tell you stories of, like, the really, really cool. But the reality is sometimes it's really, really crappy. And so when we think about living missionally and and being partners together can we sort of talk about the impact that this has had on our families because each of you are partners in the ministry that god is doing right and that's that's unique so what type of impact do you think that this has had on our families 
positively, negatively. Um, let's talk about the cost, the value. What do you think? I, I am so thankful that my kids are growing up in this environment. Um, I, they are seeing some situations that people have to live through and go through um, that they wouldn't see otherwise. And they're a part of it with us. You know, that's the nice thing about um, a missional church is that they are truly, truly a part of everything that we do. I mean, they, we, we, of course, don't tell them like the, the secrets that people tell us, but whenever someone's hurting or something like that, I mean, they are a part of that discussion Mm -hmm. because we're trying to figure out how we can resolve it or help them or, um, and for the people that we have that we're connected with that that are not believers yet, they're also a part of watching us love them, you know, and show them who Jesus is. And, and I just think that, I mean, they long for it. If we're, if we don't have, um, now our, our group that we have that comes to our home and out of our home they're kind of in and out of our life all week long. So our kids are always seeing people all week long. Um, but we do have that one day where we all get together. Um, and if we miss that day, a, a couple mm-hmm. weeks in a row, there are tears shed in our house. Our kids are upset. You know, why mm-hmm. are they not coming? You know, they're like brothers and sisters and they love each other. Um so I would say the only the only negative thing with our kids and our um, our family dynamic is just that whenever you do have those moments where you really want that family, like just the five of us together, mm-hmm. and then you know something comes up, mm-hmm. and we're always mm-hmm. like we always jump to the call, um, but sometimes that can be difficult. But again, it's not about us. So you know? so. C- so maybe I can ask because mm-hmm. I think the stories similar for us maybe i can ask how do you lean into that then because like into that like difficult space um how do you how do you lean in and help lead the family in that because it's that's a hard thing Uh, how old are your kids we have a 12 a 7 and a 4 and Mm. marisol is 20 and miguel is 15 but when we started Miguel was seven. Hmm. Marisol was twelve. So the it was hard, you know. Yeah. With the seven was easy, but the twelve it was hard. Now we are in different, mm. you know, stage with them. And it's a little harder because now my daughter is not really that much involved because she's an adult now and she works at Disney too. So she has her life. We still have Miguel. But yeah, it it is hard, you know, sometimes it does I do feel guilty sometimes when I have come back from work and then you have people that are coming, but your kids have a situation here mm-hmm. that you have to deal with the kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't feel like I have to choose one or the other because all of them are family, mm-hmm. you know? And we tell the kids, you know, this, uh, two class members are coming because we need to talk to them about something. They're like, oh, I hope everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Or they ask us, you know, how did it go? And I think that's great. You know, that, like you said, Jackie, you know, the kids are, are growing up in this environment of family. They know what family is, even though they're not family, family, mm-hmm. you know, 
in our case, it's so hard because our cast members come and go. Mm. So sometimes we have them here only for six months and then they go home. And so when we're praying for them, our goodbyes is hard for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're like our kiddos. Um, I think they have a greater capacity than sometimes we take mm-hmm. or understand for them. Um, I think there's a great sense of compassion in their hearts um, and a great, I don't know, just God has opened up their their worlds a little bit and just broadened their minds to think a little bit more outside the box sometimes. Definitely there's times where there's like, all right, we've got to go here, but I'd really rather go like, you know, play laser tag. That's Who that's wouldn't? <laughs> but yes. Take the whole group. <laughs> But at the same time, um, like they don't, they don't shy away from situations. Like when you're teaching, Samuel is like the first one to respond and answer. And he's like, he's the one who's going to like, he's reading his action Bible alongside of it and, you know, feeling safe to like have that conversation when we are dealing with different people or like there's a need that arises, their first response is, well, why can't we help with that? And a lot of times it's because of us, not because of them. But we're just like, you know what, guys? We just want a little bit of space right now. That's- <laughs> My favorite part is uh, Samuel basically offers to pay for everything for everybody. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. That's so, true. so we, go, we go out. We go out for dinner and Samuel's like, the guy will be like, hey, I got, no, I'll be on a separate check. And Samuel will say to the waiter, no, 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 he's on our bill. <laughs> You're helping out today, buddy. <laughs> and, and we do that as a way of life. Yeah, um, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's something where it's like they see that, and yeah. they're trying to take our way of life and just, oh no, this is what we do. And I think, I think there's a reality that like there's highs and there's lows. There's a cost, but mm-hmm. there's. I think one of the things I think we're trying to point our children to is the reward is far greater than the cost. Um, And so how do we help challenge this thought process? Like to your listener, to the the person who's just listening to this, like right now in their family or a mom, or like how do we begin to challenge their thought process to live into this way? Because we'll offer our thoughts, Mike Mm -hmm. and I will offer our thoughts, Stephen, all day long. But once again, we're dudes, right? And I think we need this perspective of how do we how do we challenge this framework, this way of thinking? It's hmm. a good question, Tim. <laughs> I think not putting pressure on yourself. Hmm. You know, I have learned being here for seven years is I have to be who I am, mm-hmm. who God made me to be, and I have to live from what from there. So how you say? Because if I put pressure on myself and trying to be this perfect person, I can't be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there are days when I do want to be the perfect wife. I want to cook. I want to clean my house. I want to mm-hmm. do all this. And then I found, you know, Jesus saying, hey, let's, let's have a talk here. Okay, you have not spent time with me today. Mm-hmm. Leave that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I think it has changed my life to get up in the morning and pray. I make an effort every day at 5.30 because that's the time that I can. And that have changed everything. 
because it helps me to put the day together. And I'm like, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? So when the problems arise, because they're going to come mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. You're getting two, two interviews at once. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm distracting because I'm listening to a secondary sound we have coming in. Yeah, it's low. <laughs> but I lost my cup. No, it's okay. But, Not um, being the perfect, you were talking yeah, about and challenge that norm. And, no pressure. Yes. God is not calling us, you know, to put pressure on ourselves. I think we do that to ourselves, you know, and Satan is really good in helping with that. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I have learned in my case, it's like, okay, sometimes I come home from work and I just go to the couch. Mm -hmm. The kids are watching TV. You know what? I sit down and watch TV and fall asleep sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, hmm. you know? And so I'm not worried like I used to, oh my gosh, what are we gonna mm -hmm. eat? Start cooking and start cleaning and all of them. Like, mm -hmm. We are in a different life now. We just can't worry too much about that. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's been that. And Steven, my husband has been so good in that because he's like, just be yourself, okay, be you, yeah. you know? I, I feel that there are a lot of, um, and I'm saying this from a woman's perspective, I feel that there are a lot of women who, whenever there's people that come over to their home and you open up your home to others, um, you have this pressure mm. to have everything perfect around the house, have everything out for everyone, you know, have it all set up perfectly and just, you know, and you're entertaining, you know, from that perspective. Um my mine has shifted over the last what seven years eight years um where i don't i i don't have that pressure anymore but i do think that there is this performance mentality um that a lot of women um may feel whenever you start living this lifestyle and because i felt it and so I would say to anyone listening who is looking to plant um, a missional church or um, you currently are, and maybe your, you know, your wife is, is struggling with it, I would just encourage you to be patient because I know whenever I was struggling with it, I had a conviction in me um, of, like, I know, I know this is the right thing to do. It's just really hard for me. Um but I, I did let God, you know, he, he changed my, my view on all of that. And, uh, and so I would just encourage, um, I think the challenge would be is just opening up your lives to others because people don't do that. Mm -hmm. Jackie, you say now that, um, you say now that whenever our family comes over, my parents, your, your mom, your brothers, you feel more stress about cleaning up the house than our microchurches gather. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So anytime I have my own family over. You know, I, She's also saying, I, thanks, Mike. Yeah. No, no. Well, this, this hit me last Thanksgiving, actually, because I was getting the house ready for my own family. And I found myself wanting everything perfect. And, and after that, I said to Mike, why am I feeling like this? Because mm -hmm. I don't feel like this with everyone else that's in mm -hmm. and out of the house through the week. Um, and it just hit me that I worry about my own family judging me, mm -hmm. you know, as their daughter and their sister. And um, 
So yeah, and, and I just kind of had this realization of what is wrong with me? This is not what Jesus would want me to mm-hmm. do. You know, you take me as I am. You take us as we are. Now, I'm I'm not going to say that I still don't struggle with this a little bit because I do. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I tell myself, I have to remind myself, just, you know, stop, you know, just be real, be who you are. Um, if there's a couple dishes in the sink, oh, well, you know, if there's some odds and ends laying on the kitchen counter, whatever. Um, but I do think that uh, that the whole performance thing and people worrying about what other people think of them is a big stumbling block. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I, I was just waiting. I, I, just, I didn't want to interrupt again. I was just making sure. Um, so I think as we continue to challenge the thought process, because the reality is, is like I said, like you're genuinely partners in the ministry. And so I'm sort of just making a decision here that this podcast is going to be longer because I don't want to split it up into two because um, they also only agreed to do one. So I have them. I have them now. Just one long one. Just one. I didn't tell them this. Um, but what is it? Because each of you are challenging a perspective at the end of the day, whether we're in a more, we're not a traditional church, but compared to mm-hmm. Lucia and Jackie, Abigail is in a more traditional church. Right. Yes. Uh, Traditional is a Taekwondo studio. It, it is a Taekwondo studio. Like I, I said, comparatively. Thank you. It sounds fun. It, it is. Um, but take your shoes off, right? Yeah, we all we all take our shoes off for the service. We wear slippers. Um, but the reality is, you are partners in this ministry, and so this is going to be a hot button. Um, but I want to address your roles and how you participate as a female in a leadership role in some way. Um, and sort of let's address that, what it is and how, how does it empower you? How does it empower the body that you lead? Um, do your husbands empower you? What does it look like? I mean, be honest, like, Hey, this is something we've had to have a conversation about because like, this is the space, like, we want people to see a genuine conversation around what this looks like. Mm-hmm. So, Abigail, what do, you, what do you think, how do you think that you have helped um, challenge this? What, what do you think it looks like for a woman to be in leadership? Uh, anyway. Yeah, I think for me, um, my role, I don't know, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like a garden rake sometimes, if you will. Like, you guys... You're like the elders get together, leadership kind of gets together and like some things are tossed out and then it's my job to kind of glean through it a little bit and either make sense of it sometimes. Like reality is here, you've got 30 kids, that's not going to work. So sometimes like that's my role. Um, I think other times um, being a big thinker is also my role. Um, so it's definitely a partnership. It's not necessarily like where I feel um, like I'm on the side necessarily. I feel very much involved. I feel very much utilized um, and not necessarily just by the church, but by the spirit. Like this is the way that God has equipped me. And this is the, like in some ways what I can offer to this body and to different situations. So it's just like how I'm wired and how I'm able to then step in. So it's about 
it's about living into your wiring and who God has made you as opposed to like the idea of like, as a, as a, like instead of the expectation, like, like instead of I'm a pastor's wife, so which means I have to like lead worship, play the piano and do childcare <laughs> that Sunday. That may be something I do. <laughs> I'm sure I, I was actually, I can name Sundays where we've done all of those things, but, but, but that's the thing is it's always about who, who you are, right? Exactly. Who God has called you to be. Yeah. And, and hopefully no, I'm going to knock on the table here, but cause it's wood, but that we've been able to have this relationship where I never want you to feel constrained by my thought process or what you, what you should be. I want to come alongside you. And I think that's vice versa as well. Boom. That's good. (laughs) Right. Because it's not just about what, what I offer her. It's about how she's offering it back. Right. And there's living into that with each other because without that, what we're doing isn't sustainable. Right. Right. There's a reality to that. And I think, it's as we were talking about this earlier, right? About what it is to get comfortable with who God's called you to be, mm-hmm. and it's 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 empowering. It is, especially when um, people expect other things, you know, from the pastor's wife. And I have never liked told pastor's wife, <laughs> you know, because I'm not a pastor's wife. I'm Lucia, and I'm, no. I'm a disciple mm-hmm. of Christ. You know, my my. My high calling, like people call, is to be a disciple maker, mm-hmm. not to be a housemaker, you know, a wife. And I have always struggled when I moved to the United States 23 years ago. I struggled with that because in my culture, it was not like that. You know, in Mexico, women are in leadership in the mm-hmm. church, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, when I married Stephen, you know, he was part of this Grace Brethren church in for one minute, I thought that he was not a believer, which is like, what? That is so different what I believe. So I was struggling on marriage mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Mm. And, you know, and, but it was always, we always talk about this, how I'm like, I'm really not called to be a pastor's wife. I'm not even called to be a mom, to be a wife. I'm called to be a disciple mm-hmm. maker. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I always, Every time I would go to a Bible study, and I just never liked the term of how to be a, to study about how to be a submissive wife. Mm-hmm. I would always argue and I said, "Why don't we study how to be a disciple? Maybe if we put the disciple first, the other things might be okay." Mm-hmm. You know, or I hated when there were Bible studies about how to be the best mom ever, and everybody was signing up, and I would be the one like, "There's something wrong here because." Really, is that our goal? Mm-hmm. We have we have a creed we teach our our children. I'm a daughter. Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you asking? I, me? Yeah, because I don't <laughs> I don't want to say it. I mean, this I need to push to the side. Man, I was just reviewing that this morning as well too. Now I got to say it on the spot. I exist to be. I exist to be loved by God with everything He is, and I exist to love Him with everything I am. I am a servant. I will serve others with the love of Christ, seeking their welfare before my own. I am a steward of the gospel. I'm sent by Jesus to make more and better disciples for him everywhere I go. Amen. And, so, <laughs> and that's something that we teach to both our son <laughs> and our daughter. Correct. My right? dad used to do that. Right. Dad will say that, you know, mm-hmm. that will oh, his prayer was every day, take my daughters and my sons to the nations. Mm-hmm. You know, let them shine to the nations. Mm-hmm. And I 
didn't understand that prayer. You know, I was 12 years old when we became Christians. We were Catholic. So I didn't understand a lot of his mm-hmm. prayers. But now I pray the same thing for my yeah. kids. <laughs> Especially now that we are here, you know, at Disney with the nations mm-hmm. come to Disney. And one day it just, I just got it. You know, I was walking from American Adventure all the way to Germany. Mm-hmm. I just got this, like, I remember my dad's prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt like, wow, I'm living right now one of my dad's prayer. Mm-hmm. He prayed, take them to the nations. Power. Isn't it something? Mm-hmm. And it stood with me when dad would always say, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, God is going to use you. And he would say this to my brothers. Mm-hmm. So I always grew up thinking that way, that mm-hmm. there is no difference. You know, God used men and used mm-hmm. women. And when he said it's not good for men to be alone, I think he was thinking about the church, mm-hmm. not just in the marriage concept, you know. He was thinking about the church. It's not good for just men to leave church. Mm-hmm. And I may get in trouble saying this, but I am feel very strong about this. <laughs> this is my passion. This is my passion. I always to empower women and say, look, no. I'm telling my daughter now that she's 20. Say, honey, you are told to make disciples before you become a wife or mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I with Mike and I, I know where I mean, I grew up in a very traditional church and, you know, and then whenever I was a part of Mike's old church, like it was men were elders, you know, they couldn't tell their wives what was going on in the meetings. It was all a big secret. Um, But whenever we started our church, whenever we started NRC, um, one of the things that was right off the bat was husbands and wives will be on that board together. Um, And there is not one part of what we do and our lifestyle that we don't do together. Um, Our gifting is very different. You know, I, I am a shepherd prophet, which Mike is, what are your what are your ap- apostolic what apostolic was... prophetic yeah okay. shepherding is really low really me. low like ridiculously low um so <laughs> like, does he know what it is <laughs> no no sometimes i wonder Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but i feel like um i i have kind of taken on that role of you know, I, I shepherd, you know, that's, that's what I do best. And, and Mike does not. <laughs> We're just throwing it on Mike right now. I like it. Fire. But, but, fire. <laughs> but, but I will say our gifting together as a team, um, he takes me places that I would never go on my own. And I can say the same, I think, for him with me I might drive him crazy sometimes because I'm like asking him to maybe shepherd a little bit <laughs> could you just love just a little but, just a little Mike she'll tell me you can at least send that guy a text today <laughs> and I'm like yeah. ah, and she's like no you need to send him a text today <laughs> yeah I I you know so I feel like that's that's my strong you know that's that's where I'm strong mm-hmm. So Mike will even tell people, you need to talk to my wife, you know? So if it's something that he's, you know, he'll direct them my way. 
And I just think understanding our differences and, and, um, you know, working together the way that we do has been such Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. And I can't imagine it any other way now. So. I mean, I can't, and she's sitting right next to me, but I can't imagine it ministering without Abigail and I in partnership together. Um, I like to talk about like we're interdependent Mm -hmm. upon each other for the usage of each other's gifting and skill set, what each other brings to the table. Um, And so she challenges me. So we do a leadership thing very similar. And often we get done. She's just like, A, when you guys are alone and you make thoughts come together, I'm A, shocked, and B, you're a bunch of idiots. And I use those words. <laughs> She's gentler. Are you? Maybe are you? not. But I don't think I use those words. <laughs> but but it's because then she's like, like I definitely thought it. <laughs> but she she challenges the whole like my whole frame of mind, and it's like, oh yeah, I I didn't see it like that, and and I think that happens across the board. And so, isn't that how God designed us? Right, not to exist in this vacuum of without the other, but interdependent upon each other in ministry to see His kingdom come. Yeah. Uh, well, I I think that you know it I, it makes me sad whenever I see husbands and wives being like kind of segregated in different groups, you know, in their church and their kids too. You know, there's there's women's things and there's men's things and there's children's things, but yet you have this breakdown of family. Mm-hmm. Um, in America and all over the world, really, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, shouldn't the church be bringing families together and growing together? And and so for us, you know, it, every micro church that comes out of NRC, it's a husband and wife doing it together. Or, you know, if it's someone that's not married, you know, they're doing something at their workplace or at their home mm-hmm. or whatever, too. But, but I think bringing that whole family dynamic back together. And I mean, it's, that kind of goes back to that question you asked about family too. Mm-hmm. So sorry, I kind of took us backwards a little bit, but no, no I like it. Yeah. Um, so as I as I start to put all the pieces together here, I just I don't want to miss anything. So if there's anything you feel like you need to say, now's probably the time to jump in and and call us on it. Um, but as I as I listen and think back through our conversation. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm drawn back to that idea of what you talked about. Like I'm a disciple first. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would challenge our listeners uh, as you hear this, as we, as we engage, yes, we brought the women in to give you honestly another perspective, a healthy perspective, but it's, I think that's, I think that's the crux of the matter, right? As we think about everything that we're challenging to do, it's about first and foremost being a disciple of Jesus that makes disciples of like Jesus. Mary, you no know, Mary, the, the mother of Jesus, you know, she was his disciple. You know, she never took pride in being the mother. Mm-hmm. You know, never. Never you see Mary saying, well, I'm sorry, but I'm the mom here, okay? It's like, do whatever he's saying. Oh, mm-hmm. here is, you know, your servant, always in the position of servant. Mm-hmm. And I love, Mary is one of my heroes. I have studied her. I have about her because I love her and even at the end you know when everybody was there waiting for the Holy Spirit who was there in the room Mary and the other women you know so 
she teaches us how um, motherhood is really not a high calling. It's disciple, you know, being a disciple of Christ. And everything else, you know, falls into that. But why do we are teaching the opposite, you know? So we're teaching how to be a better man, how to be a better wife, you know? Oh, we are even, the other day I was talking to a Disney, a cast member, a leader, and she, and she's like, if I'm, if I become a Christian, I will not be able to be a, a leader here, right? And it just made me so sad because where are they getting the idea that just because you're a Christian, you cannot be a leader in the world? You know, it's, it's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So I told her and I said, no, you can continue doing your job here. And she said, yeah, but you know, I'm a leader here. I would not be able to be a leader if I became a Christian because most women are not allowed. You know, and so it just makes me so sad. But at the same time, you know, what an opportunity that we have to empower women now. Mm-hmm. And say, so, you know what, honey, you are called to be a disciple. Mm-hmm. I think, so I'm just going to, bring us all back here to this goes back throughout our whole podcast today right we were talking about this idea that we're all called Mm -hmm. to be everyday missionaries and i know it was like during that point it was three guys but the reality is like all Mm -hmm. isn't gender specific Mm -hmm. right it's not male. all means all yeah right it's all (laughs) like we're we're all called to have our identity rooted in jesus we're all called Mm -hmm. to be a disciple that makes disciples. So. Well, I am grateful for each of you. Thank you for joining us. Um, as you know, uh, this was the real perspective. <laughs> I'm Tim. I'm here with Jackie, Lucia, Stephen, and Abigail. And we will see you on the... I said Mike, didn't I? No, you said Stephen. Stephen. <laughs> You're hearing Stephen. <laughs> He's upstairs. Needless to say. I was creeping on him a few minutes ago. Thanks for listening. We hope you're challenged, and we'll see you on the outside.